Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. Through this podcast, we hope to challenge and equip you to take your next step in your relationship with Jesus and in living and loving like Him. God intended for forgiveness to be the gateway to freedom, but many of us are settling to sit at the gate, never venturing into the field of freedom. Through this series, we are taking an honest look at the chains that are keeping us tethered to our past and learning to lean into the truth that Jesus said would make freedom possible for us all. Well, good evening. Everybody feeling good? Even on Monday? Okay. So we're going to release an EP. That was terrible. Uh, um, man, uh, I, I know that you're, you're more excited than it just showed because uh, I just get up to preach and y'all just go silent on me for some reason. I ruined the spirit. Um, and if you haven't guessed it, the title of the EP that we're going to release is called Freedom. And we, we aren't doing this because like it's become the popular trendy thing to do for, for worship teams um, to just like do music. And this has not been something that's been forced. This is something that's actually been organically happening throughout our church for some years. Matter of fact, there's going to be a song on that EP that we, we, we've done years ago. We actually did at the middle school when it first was written by Christian, our, our worship pastor. And um, so this isn't something that just came out of nowhere. We haven't just said, hey, let's, let's force these songs out. These are things that have been birthed in the hearts of the people, the super crazy, ridiculous, talented people that are on this platform every week. And, and these songs are going to be songs that, that um, speak and minister to the heart, and they already are. Um, we sang two of them tonight, in case you didn't notice. But as we, we moved closer to this whole event and the theme of this thing, Christian came to me and was like, like we're going to call it Freedom. And Freedom would be the title track of, of this album. And we had not planned to do a series leading into this night. We were supposed to start a different series tonight. But as we moved forward toward this event, I began to realize that that. God gave this team the word that I've been looking for for a really long time. And just that word, freedom, if, if, if you said, Matt, like, what do you want for your church, for your own life, for your people more than anything? And I don't even think I realized it until all this started coming together is I want us to realize and understand that faith brings freedom. And so I'm hoping, like, every year I think we do a series that's like the, a, a game changer in our lives. Like, every year there's a series. And, and we preach 10 to 12 a year, and, and some are better than others. And, and, but there's always a series that resonates with me. And it becomes like, like, I can go back to every year and be like, it was that series that God taught me those things. And, like, that was a turning point in my life or the life of our church. This is it. Amen. Because this isn't going to be just the title of, of an EP. I'm hoping this becomes an anthem for our church as we move forward. Because see, if there's one thing, just as the pastor of our church, can, can I just be honest with y'all for a minute? Thank you. I'm tired of having the same conversations. I'm tired of, uh, I'm tired of watching people fight the same struggles because I don't think we have to 
I don't think we have to. See, I think, I think we, we hear this word and, and we connect it to faith, but very few people ever really experience it. And, and so many people, even, it's weird, even after we meet Jesus, so much doesn't change. And I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. I don't think that's the way it has to be. And I think so many of us, we've, we, we fall in love with forgiveness. And forgiveness is awesome. I'm thankful for forgiveness. Come on. But what if there's more? What if God wanted to do more than just forgive us? What if God intended all along for forgiveness just to be the gateway to freedom? And if forgiveness is the gateway to freedom, so many of us get satisfied just sitting at the gate and never going on through into the pasture of freedom. And like my hope is over the next few weeks, you get up from the gate. And you step into the field of freedom. And, and not for a season and not for a moment, but stay there for the rest of your life. Because I think we, many of us have, we, all of us, many of us have tasted forgiveness. And maybe we've had seasons where we experienced freedom, but they don't, it doesn't, they don't seem to be prolonged. And I just believe that, that they can be. And I believe that what Jesus came to do was to do more than just offer us forgiveness. And I think so many of us, we, like, we just want to make sure that we die forgiven. So we don't go to hell. <laughs> but what if we stopped selling for dying in forgiveness and started living in freedom? The kind of freedom that Jesus talked about. The kind of freedom that Jesus said would be possible. Grab your Bible. Go to John chapter 8. And I, and I know like you probably don't have a physical Bible with you, many of you, but if you do, I want you to do something. Grab a pen, grab a vintage pen, take it, it's free. You pay tithe, that's how we pay for it. <laughs> and or if you've got the U version Bible app and you've got the cool little highlighter thing, like like take a screenshot maybe of this and turn it into your wallpaper for the next few weeks and read it every day. I know, I know all the verses of the day are, are, are good, but, but this one, I want it to minister to your spirit. John chapter 8, pick up with verse 31. It says, to the Jews who had believed in him. Like they've already made that decision to recognize Jesus for who he was. So he's not talking to people who, who don't know him. Does that make sense? Say Amen. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, if you hold on to my teaching, you're really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then they answered him, but, but we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free, that they're slaves and don't even know it? And Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And now a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son, a son belongs it to it forever. Verse 36. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Father, I pray, God, that tonight, you would help us to take hold of this truth like never before and that you would take 
this broken vessel and speak a powerful truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So freedom is what we're looking for, but what we, what we don't understand is if we're going to step into freedom, we got to freedom has a price and a process. If we're going to experience freedom, and I know we live in a place, we know that freedom's not free. Freedom has a price and a process. And if we're going to step into that freedom, like there's some stuff we're going to have to work through. If we're going to not just taste it, but like live in it for a while. And there's going to be some, some things we have to recognize and realize and be honest about if we're going to actually move from the gate of forgiveness and move into freedom. And it starts with just being honest that we all have a past. We, there may be a lot of things that the people in this room don't have in common. We may come from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different traditions, grew up in different places. There may be a ton of things that we don't have in common. But one thing we share is we've all done dumb things. <laughs> like we all have a past. Every single person in this room. We've all done things that we regret, made decisions that have ruined things. Like, we all have a past, right? But what you got to realize is that your past becomes a post to which you are tethered and from which you cannot escape. And that's a reality maybe some people didn't know. That your past becomes a post to which you are tethered and from which you cannot escape. That because your choices have consequences, our choices quickly become chains. And we get tethered to the post of the past. And those choices become chains. And we get just used to living on the leash. Because, see, all of us have done things that weren't just choices. They're choices with big ramifications, choices with a ripple effect throughout our lives. That, that they may, although they're in the past, they're still impacting our present. And before you think you're immune to that, Scripture's very clear. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. Who? All. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. See, we've all done things. We've gone our own way. We've made our own decisions. We've tried to come up with the plan that we thought would be best for our lives. And we've made decisions, and if we planted a post in the past, and we have gotten ourselves tethered, we are tethered to it, and we cannot escape it. And for many of us, maybe we don't even realize it. Because we've gotten so used to life on the leash that we just think it's normal. That this is just how we live. That broken and bound is just how people have to walk through life. And we get used to living like this. 
And you know what? What's scary is, even though, though we're tethered, there's still some room to roam. And because we have room to roam, we think we have a pretty good life. And you can stay tethered to the past and still live some version of good. From the outside looking in, people can, can look at you and think everything's good and because you, you have the right job and the right car and the right clothes and the right degrees and the right amount of money and the right amount of all the things that, that other people think make it look like you're okay and everything's fine. And we convince ourselves because we have room to roam then life on the leash is okay. But what maybe we don't realize is we might have room to roam, but we don't have freedom to flourish. And there's a difference. You can live throughout this life still tethered to the post of your past, but you'll never have that abundant life. The full life the real life, the one that God desired for you to have, the one he had in his heart when he created you in your mother's womb. Like you'll, you'll never live that life. And I think there comes a time when all of us realize that we are chained by our choice, that we are tethered to a, a post to which we are hooked and from which we cannot escape. And so what we just try to do is figure out a way off. Because after a while, this gets frustrating. And after a while, when we're really honest with ourselves, there's something in us that longs for more. That we were created to live beyond the limits of the leash. And so we're trying to figure out, how do I get off of here? And we think, oh, Oh, we can, we can do something because what begins to hit us is if we stay tethered to the post, there will be a penalty. See, what we got to be honest about is the post comes with a penalty. Go back to the scripture. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. Like, God is very clear that stay, t stay tethered to the post and there will be a penalty. What's the penalty? Death. Death in every way. Ultimately, if you die tethered to the post, the penalty is a spiritual death. But there's not just an eternal penalty, there's an earthly penalty. Because the only destination for sin will always be death. It may be your spiritual death or it might be the death of your marriage. Or it might be the death of your career. Or it might be the death of your finances. Or it might be the death of your dream. Anybody ever had something die from the chains of your own choices that eventually you just started choking the life out of the things around you? Because your sin and your brokenness, it will choke the life out of everything around you. It may be slow, and it may be so slow and so subtle, you don't even see it. 
but your sin is messing up your kids, it's messing up your relationships, it's messing up your money. Like it's, and, and, and when you walk outside of the boundaries that God has set, the only destination is eventual death. And now I'm going to take this chain off my neck because I'm getting uncomfortable. There's a penalty. And when, when the reality that the post is going to plunge you like an anchor to your death, when that starts to soak into your spirit, you start to panic. I'm going to give you all the P's. I want to take Tyler's message, the P's to freedom, like the keys. Thank you for that laugh, Jasmine. I appreciate that. You start to panic. And then you start thinking like, okay, I got, I got to figure out a plan. I got to figure out a, a way to get off. But here's the thing. The past becomes a post to which you are tethered and to which you cannot escape. You cannot get off the hook on your own. Amen. There's nothing you can do to untether yourself from the post of your past. Because see, the only way to get off the post and escape the penalty is not through a good plan, but through the right person. And his name is Jesus. That's the only way. That outside of him, you will remain tethered to the post of the past, chained by your choices, headed towards the penalty. But God said, you know what? I see you. I see the condition that you're in. I see the limitation of your sin. I see the reality that you are chained and bound and broken. And I know you can't fix it. So I'll fix it for you. Because, see, the penalty, I, I, I can't ignore it. I can't act like this didn't happen. I can't act like what you've done isn't worthy of punishment. But instead of you taking it, I'll take it. I'll come to earth in the form of a baby who would become a man, who would live the perfect life that I intended for you to have. And he'll go to the cross, and he'll take the punishment from your penalty. And because of the person of Jesus, go back to Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> Romans 3, 22. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ. Not in your works, not in your resume, not in how good you are, talented you are, smart you are. Through faith in Christ Jesus to, who, to all who believe. Because, see, there's no difference between Jew or Gentile, rich, poor, black, white, whatever. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace. Through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. And 1 John 1, 9 says, see, if you just confess your sins, if you would just admit that you're responsible for the post and acknowledge all the things that you have done, it says he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Jesus says, I see you. I see you chained by your choices. I see you 
unable to escape that which you were tethered to. You were on the hook for those choices. And since you can't get off, I will come down. I will die your death so that you can be free. So that you can no longer, and you no longer have to be chained to the post of the past. That's the only way to get unhooked. The only way off the hook is not through a good plan. It's through the right person, and his name is Jesus. And I think a lot of us, like, like we know that part. And we've, we've accepted that part. But yet we don't feel free. We remember the moment, the day, the time where we knelt down and we cried and we confessed our sins and we asked Jesus to forgive us. But I have a reality that I've had to wrestle with in my own life and maybe that you do too, that we tend to return to where we were tethered. Anybody ever gone back? Anybody else have a tendency to return to where you were tethered? (laughs) To say, Jesus, I know I need you. Jesus, I know I did this. I need to forgive you. And Jesus says, I I, I forgive you. A couple days go by. A couple weeks go by. And the next thing you know, for some reason, we go back. And the reason why we don't feel free is because we live in this cycle of sin and confession and sin and confession and sin and confession and sometimes there's more space between those moments than others sometimes they're really short sometimes they're really long but we live in this cycle and that's why we don't feel free It's because there's, there's, there's something we've got to figure out. There's something we've got to recognize. There's something that we've got to realize. Number one, like you've got to realize, like, like I think we all have what I call spiritual kryptonite. You know what I mean? You know, Superman got that one thing that can take him down. I think all of us have some form of spiritual kryptonite. That one thing that the enemy knows, I'll put this in front of Matt, he'll take it every time. Do you know yours? Because you got one. Something. that For some of us, we'll never struggle with certain things. There's some of us, we'll never struggle with drugs. And it's easy to judge those who struggle with something that you don't. Yours may look different, but you still got one. And the enemy knows it. And see, if you're going to be free, there's something that you got to realize. Because what it takes, see, what gets you off the hook for the penalty is the work of one person named Jesus. But to to stay off of it is going to require something from you. See, there's nothing you can do to get off the hook, 
Jesus has done all the work. That's why forgiveness is the easy part. Jesus did it all. Freedom? Whole nother story. Because see, to stay off the hook, to get off the post, eventually you're going to have to break the pattern. Eventually you're going to have to break the pattern. See, it's one thing to get off the post. It's another thing to break the pattern. And what we end up doing is we ask God to let us off the hook, but we keep dragging around the same old pattern, expecting something to change. You know what I've discovered? We all want something to change, but we don't want to change nothing. Like, we want it to be different, and we'll pray, God, it's going to be different this time, but we keep hanging out with the same people, doing the same things, watching the same stuff, listening to the same music, talking to the same people, going to the same places, and wondering why we keep going back to the same old post. And some of us, see, what we realize, oh, oh maybe, maybe we're off the post but when we keep dragging around, walking in the same pattern, we may not be going back to the old post. We just make a new one. Because if you're dragging around the same pattern, eventually you'll just find a new post. And I'm really trying not to pull Dustin's light off because he will kill me after church. <laughs> and that's why we're not free. And see, like Scripture tells us like this is something that's going to have to be a part of our lives if we're ever going to experience freedom. Go, go to Romans, Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. He says, don't, don't conform anymore to the pattern. See, there's, there's, a, there's a pattern that you got to break. There's a pattern that's got to be unleashed. There's a pattern that you got to break free from. And if you don't break the pattern, you'll keep going back to the post. He says, be transformed. Like, do not conform to the pattern of this world. That there's a pattern that, won't, that, that most people fall that keeps them enslaved, that keeps them Victim to their chains. Colossians chapter 3 verse 9 says, Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices, with its patterns. And have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of the creator. See, like if, if, if you want to experience freedom, yeah, you got to admit that you have a past that has turned into a post and to which you are tethered and from which you cannot escape and you stay tethered to the post, eventually there will be a penalty. And the only way to be off the hook of that penalty is through the person of Jesus Christ. But if you want to live in freedom and remain off the post, eventually you got to break the pattern. Jesus can let you off the hook of the post, but you got to break free from the pattern. And where only a person can get you off the post to break the pattern, you're going to have to have a plan. You don't just, this don't just happen naturally. The pattern gets broken when you start living with more intention. 
It requires intention. It requires... That's another thing about change. Change doesn't happen without intention. You want to lose weight? You got to intentionally stop going to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you want to get healthy spiritually? Then intentionally, you're going to have to start doing stuff different than the way you used to. If anything's going to change, something has to change. Or you'll continue to be tethered to the chains. And go back into Romans chapter 2. He talks about the pattern, but he also talks about the plan. He says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Right there is the first part of the plan to change the pattern. You've got to change the way you think. You want to break the pattern, you've got to change the way you think. A change in behavior will be followed by a change in thinking. You know the front lines of the spiritual battle of all of our lives is right here between our ears. If you never change how you think, you will never change how you behave. You got to start thinking in a different way. You got to start thinking in new terms. You, and that begins with, with starting to, when you, you got to start thinking different about the world. You got to start thinking different about God. You got to start thinking different about yourself. One of the first things you got to stop thinking is the way you think about you. Because see, so many of us, we untether ourselves from the post, but we're trying to look past the post into our future and never experience freedom. Many of us are doing this. We're trying to see our preferred future by looking through our past. And when the past is always in front, it will always keep you from the freedom that lies in your future. And what you need to realize is why you got the post in front of you anyway? Oh, oh you didn't know? That God said he forgives and he forgets. So there really ain't no post to look at anyway. Gone. It's buried. Stop letting the enemy remind you of what God has forgotten. Stop. Change the way that you think. Because, see, you keep thinking like a sinner instead of a son, you will always be a slave. Gotta change the way that you think. But you know what? You're not gonna change the way you. One of the things that we don't want to admit in our culture is what we think. What's in our mind is really a product of what's in our lives. You keep absorb. Okay, I'm, you keep absorbing crap, and crap gonna keep coming out. You keep watching that stuff. I would guarantee that every man in this room struggles with lust. You keep watching that stuff; that struggle will never end. Cancel HBO. Get rid of Netflix. Throw your computer out the window. Do whatever you got to do. Jesus said, cut your right hand off. At least you can do is throw your phone out the window. <laughs> like if you keep hearing those things and seeing those things and having those conversations, whatever you're absorbing is it going into your mind. And it's impacting the way that you think. The plan begins with a new way of thinking. But another thing that, 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 that God taught me when we were back doing the James series. Go back to James chapter 4. 
to submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That verse, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We give the devil way too much credit. We act like it's the devil's fault that we're still in these. Well, the enemy just got me again. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. See, I grew up, I used to think I had to run from the devil. I didn't realize I could live in the power of God in such a way I make the devil run from me. See, he's a lion, but so am I. So when he roars at me, I just answer back with one of my own. And when he offered me these chains, I just say, I don't need that anymore. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do, Matt. Don't you remember how good it felt? Don't you remember how fulfilled when you were doing those things? Don't you? Don't, like, you, you, you need these. The devil does not have the power that we give him credit for. Stop giving him more credit than he deserves. He is not God. He is not, this is not Rocky and Apollo going back and forth. He is a loser and he knows it. And the only thing he has the power of is suggestion. And you have the power every time because the word says, even when you're tempted, God will provide a way out. In other words, God says, I have given you the strength and the power to say no. And he says, instead of living chained to the post of the past, waiting for its penalty to plunge you to death, allow the person and work of Jesus to release you from that chain. Allow the work of the Holy Spirit to invade your life in such a way that you come up with a plan to break the pattern and get up from the gate of forgiveness and walk into the field of freedom. And when you come near to me, I'll come near to you. You step towards me, I will step towards you. And together, no longer chained to the past, but hand in hand with your heavenly Father, you'll live. Freedom. Freedom. I want to live in that. I wish I could say I have. And I know what it's like to consistently, but... I didn't know how much I needed this message till I preached it to myself this weekend. I want you to know that God has more for you than forgiveness. That you can be free. That you don't have to live bound and broken. You're not a slave anymore. You're a son. Just you bow your heads, close your eyes with me. God, I pray that in this moment you start doing some work. That this will be the time when people across this room get honest with you and with themselves. Those who don't want to be real about the post of their past, they just keep looking over it, walking around it, pretending like it doesn't exist. Maybe for the first time we'll admit and realize that they're living life on the leash and they don't have to. 
that the person and work of Jesus is enough, was enough, and will always be enough to unleash them from that post. And God, for the people that keep going back and living in that cycle that will eventually also lead to death, I pray that you would help us to have the courage about the things that we need to do to break the cycle, step out of the pattern, and live in true freedom. So God, move in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Church Podcast. Stay connected with what's happening at Vintage by downloading the Vintage Church app, where you have access to sermon notes, upcoming events, devotionals, previous podcasts, and discover ways to connect in community. You'll also have access to our deeper podcast, which is a conversational deep dive into the message from the weekend. We hope you join us again soon.